Hi, uh, I'm Prati Srinivasan. I'm the co-writer of Plan B, and you're listening to Cobra Kai Companion. Welcome to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion, and I am Peter. You guys, I'm excited for this uh, kind of a bonus interview uh, for the um, for listeners of our show. You know, you guys are very familiar with Counterbalance Entertainment, um, but joining me today is Prate Serene Basin, uh, co-writer of Plan B. How are you doing today? Doing so good. How are you? I'm doing good. Did I nail it? Did I get it? Uh, yeah, that time? So, this yeah. is the first in my life, so I'm, I'm yeah. spit right now. Yeah, it, um, it, it's like we've known each other for a while, right? Like I, I said it and it just rolled right off the tongue um, naturally. But um, yeah, again, I just mentioned, I mentioned Counterbalance um, Entertainment. Plan B is produced. Um, uh, well, some of the producers rather are, you know, very familiar names to our listeners, um, John, Josh and Hayden and also Dina Hillier. So I'm um, very excited about this. Um, John is also in our Facebook group page and he shared uh, you know, this, this project when, um, you know, pretty in, in the early stages late last year, and we've all kind of been following it um, because we follow everything. We, you know, we call them the big three. So we follow like everything that they do, obviously here at Cobra Kai as well. Um, but uh, yeah, Prati, let's, let's talk a little bit about you before we get to plan B. It's something that a lot of us have been anticipating. We need some good comedy in our lives mm-hmm. right now. So <laughs> it, it can't come at, at, at a better point, but you're uh, originally from India. Yes, I'm an immigrant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, can, can you talk about that? And like, when did you come to the to the U.S.? So I was six years old when I came to the states. Um, I my my parents sold it to me that they were like, for your sixth birthday, we're going to America. You're gonna fly on a plane. <laughs> and I was like, oh, planes. And like, we didn't go back like for a long time. Um, but you know, it's just kind of how how life goes. You know, uh, money was tight in India, so it was time to and try to move up, move up in the world. So we came to Atlanta, Georgia for like a few months. And then from there, we moved to Des Moines, Iowa. So I basically moved from like India to Des Moines, Iowa, which like, it was the crazy, I, I was like, America is just really open and really big. And like, there's a lot of cheese. Like, you know, that like, I had like no concept of like most of America, whereas uh-huh. most people have no concept of middle America. I had no concept of coastal big city America because Des Moines had like one highway and it was a dirt road, you know, sort of thing. Um, I, but then from, from there, I moved to Texas and that's where I met my writing partner, Joshua. And we did the HBO fellowship together in California. And I've been living in LA ever since. So basically I, I feel like I have seen most, I, I've seen more of America than a lot of Americans. I feel I think so. Um, you're naming some places that are very familiar to me. What part of Texas did you uh, were you uh, in? So I was in Plano, which is like a suburb of Dallas. Okay, okay. Um, I I lived in Dallas, Fort Worth for a little bit, um, kind of like you. Uh, you know, I was in Texas till I was six, and I've been in Portland, Oregon ever since. So. Oh. I wasn't sold on like, like, uh, let's go celebrate your birthday. My, my parents actually divorced. Uh, so a little bit different, but um, I was born in Corpus Christi. So shout out any chance I get when we talk about Texas. 
Texas margaritas also no joke. So good. Yeah. I, yeah. I haven't been back since 2011. So it's been 10 years since I've been back to Texas, but next time I go, I'll, I'll have to try a margarita. Do it. Okay. Do it. All right. So um, you, you mentioned um, that's where you met uh, Joshua uh, Levy, who's your writing partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys were best friends in high school. Yeah. We actually went to prom together. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so t- talk about that, 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 um, that friendship because, uh, you know, doing a little bit of research, I did realize that, yeah, you guys are kind of joined at the hip when it comes to writing. You guys um, were, uh, uh, you guys did uh, Fucked Up Together, which I watched mm-hmm. last night on HBO. Yeah. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, talk talk about your um, you know just kind of meeting each other and what was it um, you, that that made you guys decide to kind of get into writing together? I think it was always sort of weirdly, even as like kids when we were like sixteen, was learning that our entire friendship was also predicated on working together for some. I don't know why that is, but we were always those those kids who were like, let's do a thing as opposed to talking about a thing. Let's do a thing. Um, so we we did like YouTube videos together. Do not search for them. Don't, don't do it <laughs> so bad. Um, but at, at, at 16, we're like, well, you know, let's write like a murder mystery or like a sci-fi thriller. And we you know we weren't really held back by um, people, people's conceptions of what's possible and what's not possible, which ended up being a really important thing for me because I mean, my, I mean I'm from a very traditional culture, very traditional background. And, I, and I, I love where I'm from and I love my family so much. That being said, it's sort of like, as an immigrant, you have to sort of do honor to the fact that your parents gave up so much to come to this country and to be like, I'm going to be a writer kind of spits in the face of that. Like they worked their asses off and I'm going to go into like a super uncertain field and like fingers crossed, you know, mm-hmm. like I wonder if I get healthcare trying to think that's like a crazy thing to tell them. And I, and, and then, and our friendship, I think helped me think, don't think about what's going to go wrong. Think about what's going to go right. And if this goes right, your life is going to be amazing. And that is doing honor to the sacrifice that they did. And ultimately, so far, so good that, you know, it's working out. So um, in that way, it's absolutely a life-changing friendship for me, for sure. So um, it, so I'm glad that you um, talked about, like, you know, the, to the traditional culture and, and all that, because I wanted to get into that. So was there very much of like um like, like a pushback because obviously you said you know your your parents gave up so much for the opportunity to come to the US and you said I want to be a writer how can you talk about like their support or uh, lack thereof early on so i'll say this before i say anything else before okay. I say anything else is that currently they're my world's biggest fans they're That's so awesome. supportive they're so amazing oh my god like i could not be luckier to have people in my corner uh, but it was a long road. Yeah. A <laughs> yeah. It was a long ass road. I mean, so, I mean, I, I think I've always been a little bit eccentric and it doesn't really help that my sister wanted to be a doctor since she was like three <laughs> years old. But they're like, come on, like, we got one. Why is this so hard? Um, and like, I did everything. I, I did like a legal internship and I did really well at that. Like, I didn't even know they were hard to get. I was like, you know, of course I'm, I'm an honor student and blah, 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 blah. And so they're like, okay, look, you know, all the steps to becoming a lawyer or a doctor. And I just took a veering hard left into screenplay writing. And they were like, come on, like, please grow out of this faith. And it wasn't going anywhere. So I applied to the HBO fellowship without even telling them. I was like, this is, I, I, I can't turn down, you know, if every soul has a song, you, sometimes you just got to dance, you know? 
Yeah. So I was like, I have to do this. And they were like, no, the fuck you're not. And I left. <laughs> <laughs> and, and honestly, it turned out great. It's all for the best. Um, yeah. it, it doesn't come from a place of hate. It came from a place of fear. And all you can do is assuage someone's fear and prove them wrong. And yeah. I think they're very happy to be proven wrong, which, woo, lucky. I'm very lucky. Yeah. Uh, so you, you mentioned a few times about the HBO f- uh, fellowship. I mentioned mm-hmm. fucked up is on HBO. Is there a, a, a connection there? I don't, I'm not very familiar with this, uh, the fellowship there, uh, except for, I mean, I hear fellowship. I think of Lord of the Rings. That's totally reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think my fellowship was actually more exciting than Lord okay. of the Rings. I just put that out there. Um, not to brag, but HBO fellowship was basically, um, so I applied right out of college, but it was a diversity fellowship. Uh, HBO's inaugural year, their first time doing this. And it's, it's essentially like, I almost call it like a master's in, in breaking into the industry, right? It's like, uh, I, I don't even know how many people applied for the first round but it crashed the website. So it was like over 12,000 or something. Huh. Um, and they picked eight scripts. Uh, I was among them. Josh and I were among them. Uh, and the fellowship was essentially one week of like intensives of like, this is a manager and this is an agent and here's a lawyer. And how are you stepping into your job? And that sort of training ground. And then after that, you took about eight months to a year to develop a script with a mentor figure or like with HBO uh, itself and then of those scripts they chose three so they, they did a reading which is really fun and of that of those scripts they chose three to film um with the hbo director's fellowship which is the next year so the directors choose scripts for them to film and i was lucky to be josh and i were lucky to be uh, among those people as well so we got you know, a little filmed a short film with hbo and that's fucked up so that was developed with hbo which is why it, it pulls zero punches a spirit that I think we sort of toggled onto plan B as well. The idea of like, should we say this? Yeah. Let's just say it. Like, should we go there? Yeah. Let's just go there. Kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's like 16, 17 minutes. Uh, if you guys have access to HBO, check it out. It's, it was definitely a fun watch, but um, you know, obviously you uh, had this passion for writing. I read that you've been writing since the age of five, uh, wh- wh- who were some of your inspirations, if any, and maybe some movies that kind of inspired you to to want to get into film? So this is actually kind of a strange story. My mom, when I was a kid, said I was watching too much TV, so she forbid me from watching TV on the weekdays. So for for until like maybe like sixteen, seventeen, I never watched any TV. I wasn't oh, allowed. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So during the weekends, I could, but at that point, I wasn't really used to sitting in front of the TV. It didn't really strike me as something I wanted to do. Um, so I always read. I read a ton. And I also discovered fanfiction.net. You know, so that's <laughs> a of inspiration for me. Um, so I'm absolutely like, my bread and butter is fanfiction. That's what I grew up on. And that stuff is actually really advanced. Like, because you can just click on the ratings, the rating scale. So at like 12, I was like, rated R, you know, <laughs> like, obviously. So that was like pretty intense stuff that I was reading pretty, and it wasn't just like pornography, like it, some of it was, but you know, it was a lot of just like murder mysteries and thrillers and stuff that, you know, the public library wouldn't let kids read because they're like, it's too intense for their fragile little minds, you know? So there was that. And then the other is I was really influenced by Barbara Park. I loved, I loved Junie B. Jones and like Mick Hart was here and the content that like, 
is so the voice of something it will it, it's not like dictating to people it is just living in that world and i i mean i would i i, I, I was it was side splitting it was so amazing i was so influenced and my other muse i have a muse and it's helga pataki from hey arnold okay if you ever watched hey arnold helga pataki is the most unapologetically herself character like she is she's everything she's the goddess she's the totem She's the muse. She's Calliope. So, I mean, that's a show that I am familiar with, but I did not watch. It was, I, I think it was more, uh, my brother, my brother's four years younger than me. And I feel that was more of his show. Um, I was more like, I don't know, Ren and Stimpy. Um, sure. Yeah, I, I'm starting to gather that I'm probably a little bit more older than you. <laughs> Uh, I mean, like Fred and Cindy, I, I, I probably just wasn't allowed to watch. I, I wasn't allowed to watch like Cat Fair. and stuff yeah, because they were fair. like, it's, it's vulgar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so why why comedy? Uh, I, I'm not a writer. How does uh, one decide on the genre? So so throughout our careers, Josh and I have actually been pretty genre agnostic. Um, so we started off in comedy just because we're like, because I mean, I have a very I had a very strong interest in comedy and uh, a lot of how we translate our work to each other is via telling jokes. Um, not to reduce anything, but just sometimes just to make big concepts into smaller concepts and more bite-sized. Um, but we've actually done quite a, bit of, quite a bit of genre work at this point. We did um, Titans on HBO Max, um, iZombie on the CW. Um, so we started in comedy, but we certainly did, have not stayed there by mm-hmm. any means. I did notice that uh, you and um, yeah, Josh came from uh, iZombie. I, I didn't check the timeline, but were you guys there at the same time as Bob Dearden? Yes, we were. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And again, listeners of, of our show will recognize Bob Dearden's name. He wrote two episodes of season three, Cobra Kai. So a lot of this connection. So, um, yeah. yeah, so I, I, I really like that. Now, um, you know, again, we don't really know like how, how things work like behind the scenes. And that's why people like these interviews, because we get to learn. And that was one of the things I enjoyed growing up um, and, and like buying DVDs because you get all these supplemental in, uh, material and you find like behind the scenes stuff. But um, what is it like to uh, work on a project that's produced by, you know, like like um, John and Hayden, who wrote like the Harold and Kumar movies, you being Indian and Josh having a Chinese background? So first it was like, I was like, this is, I was a kind of starstruck. And I also was shocked that the writers of Harold and Kumar were two white guys. I was like, what? how did they know my heart? What happened? Who hurt you? Um, so that was really shocking for me, but they're really great and really amazing. Um, and you totally get how like they not only work to keep things as authentic as possible, but also as fun as possible. I think that was the main thing. You can see the Harold and Kumar in them because they, they're not like, let's go. I mean, Harold and Kumar had them getting a cheetah stoned and, and going and running off with a cheetah. You know, like, so this is like a really out there movie, but it's really ultimately very openly that they talk about this being the American dream. And that's a concept that will never not be tackled, especially if you're not white or especially if you're a female especially if you feel if you go through your life feeling kind of, kind of unheard you will typically toggle right back to trying to comprehend the american dream because it continues to evolve over time so it was like getting to work with two professionals who did hear you and did want to talk about the american dream and in our case we're talking about it through the lens of women's rights and through the lens of plan b 
And they weren't at any point trying to say like, I know more about birth control than you do. In fact, they were like, you know, they were trying more for like, do more research, get more into the nitty gritty of it to keep this really accurate. Because if you're saying something, say it full throated. And I definitely, I mean, I love that. That was maybe the best quality to me as just a female, you know, working with three dudes. There was about a movie about, about plan B, you know? I was like, you know, under, I, for me, I was a little bit like concerned, like, would I be drowned out because they're, well, four dudes, four guys here and I'm the token female. Oh my gosh. And it, it never went there even once. So it was just like a room of like, yeah, fucking let's go. You know, this is awesome. Yeah. They're, they're really amazing guys. Um, yeah. I, I've had the opportunity to interview them twice on the show, but I've, I, I have met uh, John and Hayden down at Sony um, a couple uh, like a year and a half ago. So yeah, I, the, the, all of this tracks, but, um, yeah, it's, it's the same kind of thing. Like when Cobra Kai came out, um, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm a fan of the karate kid. I'll, I'll check the show out. And I'm like, oh, they did Harold and Kumar. Oh, two white guys. So I, I had the very same, like, you know, uh, yeah. a reaction. Shocking. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. um, after you guys, you and Josh write this script, how, uh, and what's the process after that? You guys go to, uh, p- p- pitching this, right? So that's how you got counterbalance behind this. So this is a little bit different. So okay. we wrote it with John Hayden. So essentially we had them attached as producers from the very beginning mm. because it's like, why would you turn? Because all, and just, again, going back to, what I said before, where they, they, they never reduced what was going on. So we're like, oh, this is a really good fit. And I, and you know, this, this feels like a good place to take a story that can ostensibly feel like quite edgy. It's not, you know, it's pretty edgy stuff. And they mm-hmm. weren't like, oh no, like, gee, will someone be upset about if we talk about plan B, you know? So thank God, fabulous. So we, we, we stuck with them. So we developed it with them, you know, kind of took their advice, followed their vision in a lot of ways. And, you know, they're very much, they, they had the, their hands elbow deep in the script as well. But we were doing rewrites and we, and we were writing it. Um, so from there, um, and, I, and on, honestly, this is a little bit different than standard because of the pandemic. Because mm-hmm. of what happened. So I, I don't know if this is necessarily the standard for the industry, but so they took it to, they, they got the rest, the rest of the producers, they got American High, they got Hulu, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. They, they kind of packaged it up with, with the director. We were kind of more hands-off at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then it was like off to the races, literally. So, um, so they, they're the one that tapped Natalie Morales for, mm-hmm. for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as, as the writers, and obviously this was shot during 2020, were you guys uh, on set? to to watch the filming of this i wish so we were staffed on a television show at that point uh we were in titans and there's a pandemic you know so in terms of just like bodily risk and and being double booked it 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 was not possible but we got to see some cool behind the scenes kind of footage and it was like people were almost like saran wraps that amount of like ppe that was going they're really intense about it thank god very happy about that but also i was like yeesh (laughs) <laughs> it looks pretty intense. So maybe I'll just stay in my couch and, you know, hang out here. Yeah. Uh, so w- when writing the script, um, who, whose voices were you writing from? Did you, uh, and also like the, 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 the two lead characters, did you guys have like anybody in mind when writing them? No, we kept it kind of pretty open. Um, it's mostly about who becomes the right fit. And in terms of our voices, I would say it's a pretty good amalgamation of josh and me um the tone is definitely obviously very comedic 
but it's really based on, um, I guess, specifically because I'm a female and I mm-hmm. know very precisely from a lived experience what these characters are going through in terms of like their specific gender and their specific body autonomy. I would take a bit, a bit of ownership there. But in terms of the tone, it's absolutely me and Josh kind of put together and making things feel as fun as possible. Okay. Um, and now Plan B is, you know, um, also described as like a coming of age story, uh, mm-hmm. obviously without spoiling very much. Um, what can listeners expect to see uh, from the film? So you can expect to see a road trip, obviously. Um, and the idea that coming of age is not necessarily the, the prettiest thing. Um, and as much of as much of a cliche as this can sound, it's absolutely true that it is really the journey and not the destination that's going to sort of push you to become your best self or your highest self or your most evolved self. It's just that being pushed and evolving like looks really crazy, looks real, real crazy. So this, this does take place um, in the Dakotas. It, you know, this is middle America where I grew up, you know, big wide open roads where you know, the, the American dream for two ethnic gems can feel a little bit out of reach. Okay. Um, now, is there is there somebody that, um, in terms of uh, even writing or directing, who who's somebody that you would like to work with eventually? Oh my God! Um, so do we have another three hours or four hours, maybe for me to whatever? Yeah, <laughs> this is your time. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I've always wanted to. I mean, I love Rachel Bloom. She's amazing. Um, she like the I I'm not even a fan of poop jokes, but she makes poop jokes really work um amazing but she also talks so frankly about content that it's like all right i guess like we're putting that on the table today that's amazing um i love paul feig um so so great i love his suits i love his drinks i love his hair i love his movies so so good um i really want to work Ooh, i just want to have like a tea and maybe just peer into the brain of matthew mcconaughey because he's like a southern fried alien you know, what is that? you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Where, you know, where you're like, what are you talking about? But you're also <laughs> so Southern Pride. You're so folksy and yet so, um, what's happening? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. because I love his Oscar speech about being in, like, the, the, who's your inspiration? And he said his future self. And I was like, That's amazing. <laughs> what? It's not Gandhi? <laughs> okay. Uh, I missed that speech. Um, I'm gonna have to look that up. That's that's it's um, so good. Yeah, was this so, a, was this after Interstellar? I think it was just before Interstellar. Okay, um, hmm. he won an Oscar, or was it a Golden Globe or something? It was during the McConaughey. You know, it was like post True Detective. Okay. Ah, yes. Sort of stuff. Um, oh, and I really a uh, Brian Fuller. I also really want to work with Brian Fuller because okay. he um, like all of his work is like kind of like Guillermo del Toro, but on, in, a, in a televised space um, and somehow even more complicated. So it's like pretty, pretty good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that's, that's definitely someone I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, as we uh, get ready to wrap up, you uh, mentioned some of your, some of your work. Um, uh, I, I zombie uh, is obviously available through CW Titans um, uh, is, Gosh, what 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 what's Titans available HBO on? Max. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so uh, I get another HBO. Um, 
Bali Weird is something that you also worked on with uh, Josh that's available uh, on YouTube. Uh, yeah, what was it, six, six, seven, eight episodes? Yes. Um, and in totality, it's like a half hour viewing. Each episode's about like seven to 10 minutes long. So it's like pretty quick, but it's, it's totally free. It's the perfect kind of like lunch break snack to watch. Yeah. Uh, but we, we filmed it uh, entirely over, over quarantine, which was really crazy. And like we, we solved, we solved. We followed all the sort of quarantine things. It was completely socially distant, um, which was which was crazy, which was really really crazy, um, and it was a lot of fun. And so, yeah, fun. Yeah, too. like you mentioned, yeah, you've, uh, each episode is just a few minutes. You know, if you want to spread it out over a week and just watch it during your break or your lunch. Um, so, and what is Bali Weird? Like, um, how, how did you guys uh, kind of come up with this um, uh, series? So Bali Weird um, is essentially, so it, it is exactly what it sounds like. So it's about a wild child named Sandia, you know, you know, from a very culturally specific, very religious family, grows up, goes, you know, completely against all the things that she was taught to do as a, as a good little girl, uh, leaves home, goes to Vegas, becomes a DJ and ostensibly a total failure um, and has to come back home because her mother um, is, is terminally ill. Her mom tricks her to come back home, finds out she's terminally ill. And Sandia now has to confront the world that she thought that she left in the dust. Um, and that means confronting um, a certain uh, person that she left home romantically. And then at the same time to please her mom and to make and to kind of you know, give her a dying wish, Sandia agrees to get an arranged marriage. All while pretending, you know, all while sort of... <laughs> like not really going through with it. It's a sham marriage while she's falling in love with her mother's living nurse, who is a woman. So it's this, she finds out that her life has become one of these crazy, wild, over-the-top Bollywood movies that she grew up on with her mother. So it's a coming-of-age tale, but it's also a coming-home tale in that when they say, like, you can't come home again, that's not true. You come home, but it's going to kick the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of really what it's about. Uh, but um, but really, Josh directed it. He, he directed the whole thing. Um, so he did such a fabulous job. I mean, you can really feel his hand guiding and smoothing this whole thing through. I'm starring in it. Uh, the two of us co-wrote it together. So it's such a labor of love. Um, and it, it may, I just want to say, it's called Bollyweird and it is Indian and I'm Indian. But um, his hand is so present in it all the way through. In the same way that, in plan B, it, yes, it's about a woman's body and it is about someone's right to choose. But it's like if you meet him, you will sort of feel him throughout the entire film um, in the same way with like John Hayden. You know, it's like you can like feel if you watch Cobra Kai and you enjoyed that, you'll watch plan B and be like, yep, that's John <laughs> it, Hayden. Yep, yeah, it tracks. <laughs> there it is. You know, it's like that sort of thing. I think, I think that's really why I love film and television so much is like you get a chance to work with these fabulous people and it's fun to watch their influence and them injecting themselves into it because you're like it adds so much and it feels so good so it's just uh what fun yeah i'm i'm so excited and i definitely want to check out Bollyweird weird um because I, I i i looked it up last night 
And I, I noticed how short the episodes were. And I wish that I had looked it up earlier in the day and I could have, um, you know, maybe asked you some questions about that too. But uh, yeah, it will all be in the show notes if uh, anyone's interested. All of these are very accessible, um, you know, if anybody wants to follow a little bit more of your work. So, um, Prati, I want to thank you so much for, for giving me the opportunity to kind of, you know, um, to, to give our audience a, a little bit about um, who you are and, and I know that everyone's waiting for plan B once the, um, gosh, was it the, what was the trailer that came out? It was just like a, like a rated R trailer, like which. Um, um, there's a Hulu trailer and I think right. there's a Red Band trailer as well. The Hulu okay. trailer is not rated R though. Okay. So the, I, I think we saw the Red Band one, um, but anyway, yeah, uh, uh, John had been sharing it everywhere and we're like, oh my God, this looks amazing. And so, uh, yeah, we, we, we were, we're definitely uh, excited about it. So, um, and where can uh, people follow you if you welcome the interactions on social media? Absolutely. Um, so the easiest way to follow me are, uh, is on Instagram. So there's both a Bolly Weird Instagram. It's also my personal Instagram and I am on both. So like I'm, I'm pretty, pretty available in that way. So my personal Instagram is, so I made it a little bit hard. It's Patricia.Srinivasan. But is there a way that you can link that uh, when you put this? Yeah, yeah, it'll up? be in the show notes. Yeah, they should be able just to click it um, and it'll Ask take it. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and, and you said the Bolly Weird Instagram all too. Uh, yes, yes. Okay, yeah. so no Twitter. Um, I am on Twitter, but like I am bad at tweeting. <laughs> like it's like I, 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 I can't use like what 24 characters to express all of my emotions, you know? You can I, add threads now. Yeah, but like, I don't click through threads unless it's really relevant or no, no, I don't click through threads. Yeah, don't even, well, I mean, they can try and maybe we'll get lucky and uh, perhaps you'll reply. I will, I will definitely reply. Okay. I, will, I, I will respond to DMs. If someone's like tweeting at me, I'm like, how the fuck do I retweet? I don't, I don't use this thing. <laughs> I don't understand. Right. So, okay. Um, and f- for us, uh, we did have a bit of a change on Instagram. If that was, people have been finding me. My main account got deactivated. Um, oh. Someone reported our, our our account for some for for reasons. Uh, but either way, the new account is at Cobra Kai Companion. So uh, before it was at Cobra Kai Podcast. So uh, so if you guys been trying to find us on Instagram, that's what happened. And that's where you can find us now. And obviously the Twitter is still the same at Cobra Kai Pod. So um, thank you guys all for listening and we'll catch you guys next time. Haven't you done enough, princess?